kind of doubted. Peter kind of struggled. But Jesus had to uh, even rebuke him because to show him that he's real. Here in the, this scripture, if you turn there with you, in Matthew 16, 21, it says, For the time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the, and the scribes and to be killed and to raise to be raised on the third day then peter took him aside and began to and began to rebuke him saying forbid it from you lord this shall not happen to you but he turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are offensive to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone, again, let me say that again. If anyone to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus I thank you. I just pray, God, that you just give me clarity and understanding. I pray that you give me revelation and set me aside and allow the Spirit to move in this place. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. Uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? Here I look at this, this thing and I, I, I used to struggle to and didn't understand what it means to be a Christian and to experience the, the power of God. And, and Peter was a man that was with Jesus and he began to rebuke Jesus and he was with Jesus. He seen Jesus do m many miracles, but he, he began to doubt what was taking place. Many of us today, we experience and we have this doubt and we can answer the question if I said, what does it mean to be a Christian? The answer you, you, we might get from each one of you, if I ask you, some of us would have maybe a different answer. Uh, some of us might uh, say that uh, if us coming to church makes us a Christian. Some of us say if we get baptized makes us a Christian. Some of us say that we were doing good makes us a Christian. Some of us say that, uh, you know, if I, I, if I, if I just, just saying the name that I'm a Christian, there's a many people today say that they're Christians. There's Jehovah's Witnesses say that they're Christians. There's Mormons that say they're Christians. Roman Catholics say they're Christians. But I, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. I'm here to tell you that, that right now that uh, a lot of people claim that they're Christians, but the answer to the, the question is that it's not true. Any of you uh, believe that uh, becoming the church, uh, uh, it makes you a Christian, but Christians today, are, many of us think that's what it is by coming to church. I, I experience uh, that where we're at today, we, we're in a park having church and we, we get different people coming around and I, I look at how Peter was with Jesus and he began to rebuke him. He pulled him aside and he began to tell Jesus, no, uh, that I, I rebuke you that, but the, see how many know that God has a plan? How many know that God has a, a purpose? How many know that, that God has a desire and God, God is so real that when we don't understand the plan that God has, 
God wants to change things. God wants to change your circumstance. God wants to change your situation. God wants to be so real that he wants to change everything, that, that your, all your trouble and all your problems. That's how real he wants to do it. He wants to bring the, the things that are impossible to bring them possible. That's how real God is. He wants to change a drug addict and change a, a dolphin into someone that's po- powerful and, and doing something great and, and that no one would ever expect. To understand how real Christianity is, it can change someone. This Christianity, the God that I serve, can change anyone and anything, no matter what. At any time, any given time, He can change your situation, your circumstance. At any time, that it could be, God changed my life 2003. I walked into a program and it changed my life. I have not been the same. I've struggled. I go through things. But God has changed my life and made it real. The impact in my life, where I'm at today, I've never thought I would ever be here today serving God. That's how real it is. God changed my life and made me the man of God that I'm becoming today. It changed everything. It came so real It's so real. It's not nothing fake or something that we just say. It's so real that he can change someone. But you got to believe. You have to understand that today that God wants to do something in your life. But there's one thing that we have to learn that through all the experience and how and how it's possible and how it's going to work, the first thing I want you to understand that we must find our hearts. We must find our hearts. Where's our heart at? See, Peter, uh, he struggled. His heart was of the world because he didn't understand the plans of God. But when you understand the plans of God, you'll understand where you're supposed to be or where you're supposed to go. The Bible says that he orders a righteous man's footsteps and that he has plans for us. Where From the very beginning, he knows every hair that's on your head. He has plans to prosper you. He has plans to bless you. He has plans to take care of you. But those are the plans of God. When you know what God's plans are, you'll know you're in the right place. Right? I know when you know when God is so real in your life, you know that God has your back and, and you know that God is never going to leave you or forsake you. You know how real God is, that he'll give you never give you more than what you can handle. He will never leave you. Oh, he'll always leave you a way of an escape. All these things. When God comes so real, you'll start believing. You'll start walking in faith. You've got to find your heart in Christ. You've got to allow Christ to come in your life. You've got to allow Christ to change you. It's, where's your heart at? I had to learn these, and sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I, I, I even trip. Sometimes I go through the same experience as you as a pastor. Pastor Reggie told me, he's, uh, we, we, our building we were in, the guy told us that we was going to get a new building. He said, go, you can come with me. And Pastor Reggie says, where's your faith at? And said, oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> He said, where's your faith at? He said, you believe in us. He said, you got a faith. You need to step up and believe in your faith. He says, 
So we said, okay, we're not going to go where that man says. We're going to step out to go somewhere else. And we're in a park serving God. And since we've been doing that, God's been bringing an increase. And we're out there in the cold. And we have a, a covering. It's a bridge. But we're out there saving lives. And people are getting saved. And people are getting touched. Our heart is for helping. What? We're out there to reach people, to teach people, to mend people. And what? We want to send them back out there to the harvest. That's what our plans were. That's what our pastor's been instilling in us. For years, for 12 years, Pastor Reggie has been instilled that in me. My heart is for the, is the vision. My heart is, but sometimes we get what? Lost. Peter got lost in the, in the struggle. He got lost and through the battle. Peter went through the same trouble that I've been through. I can relate with Peter. Peter was a crazy Christian. He was a man that, that if you know anything about Peter, he would cut, he cut a man's ear. If you know anything about Peter, he, he, he was denied Christ three times. How many ever denied Christ? Are you a Christian? You're like, yeah, not me. How many ever backslid? You denied Christ then. How many ever been lost? I mean, I mean, a lot of us have been lost. But today you're found. Today you're in the right place. God, our God is so real, he can change that and make things right. See, Peter didn't understand that when God was ducking to the people and telling his disciples, things were going to change. I got to go somewhere. I'm going to do something. And I got a mission. I got something to do. But I need you to do what you need to do. I need you to stay right. I need you to get right. I need you to do more. I need you. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I, I See, my heart is to do the will of God. But sometimes in my heart, sometimes my heart starts to trip. None of you, because the Bible says to put on the armor of God in Ephesians. But it says that when I put on the armor, sometimes I forget the peace that is very important. Is the, the breastplate of righteousness, what covers my heart. And so when the, the Bible says that the devil was going to be throwing some furious darts at me and, and I might got hit or something and, and, and it affects me, but I forget that I have the shield of faith and I forget that I have the protection of God. I forget and then when I get myself back up and I remember who I am, I'm a child of the living king. I'm a child of... Uh, who do you serve? Who do you serve? I, I serve a God that's powerful to change anybody. The Bible the people that, look, my doctor said I was sick. He said I couldn't be walking. They just said, uh, told me uh, the other day, I didn't tell my wife, I'm telling her today. I, I try to keep it from her all the time because when they tell me I'm sick, they were scared. They were going to call the ambulance because my heart beat was getting beating too fast. But I believe in God that the Bible says I'm healed by the stripes. I don't listen to what they, I listen, and I don't, I don't. I listen to what God says. God has called me. God has chosen me. God has got purpose for me. He, he has plans. My plans. He ain't done with me. He's, he started a good work in me. He's going to complete it in the day. It's time. He ain't came yet. So I got to do everything in my power. But it's not my power. It's His power. It's not my might, but it's His might. And I can do all things. What through what? Who? Christ. We want to change the world. We just need you to rise up and check your heart, fix yourself, and get back, and let's do what God called us to do. 
Let's raise up some. We're trying to raise up men and women to take a city. We're trying to raise up home directors. We're trying to do some great things. You can do it. It's possible. I'm not perfect. I don't got no high school diploma. I got nothing. I can't even spell. I don't worry about it. I got, I got Jesus. That's all I need. You got Jesus. That's all you need. Peter forgot something. He forgot who he was with. Sometimes we forget who we have. We forget that Jesus is right there. The Bible says he's all omnipresent. He's on the left. He's on the right. He's all over. He's everywhere. We forget. How many of you forget? That's our heart. Our heart plays tricks on us. Our heart plays things, uh, tricks on us. Why are you here today? Are you here to, you have expectations? Are you here, because you have, it's a duty. It's a habit. It's to be seen or to see. Or is it to love, the love for the church? See, love the Lord and desire to worship him. That's what it should be about. This is the only, only reason why I come to church. I almost left the church so many times. You know what saved me? You know what honestly saved me? Was worship music saved my life. The worship touched me. Something was the worship. I walked in the church building when we were on Riverside. I was got to leave. I told Pastor Edge, I ain't coming back. Sorry, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm leaving. My pastor didn't give up on me. He always stood there, backed me up. He always was there for me. I was already trying to hide. I was dropping off something, going to leave, and all of a sudden he pulls up, so I had a, there was no reason, I, 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 I was no way out, so I had to run. So he sent someone to go get me to go upstairs, and all of a sudden I walked in this, as soon as I, I just walked, see how greeters are so important, that it was so important that when, as soon as I walked up to the church door steps, all of a sudden, uh, the presence of God hit me so powerful that I couldn't leave. I was bound, I was stuck, it was my heart changed, my heart began to, something began to mount, and all of a sudden I went upstairs where Pastor Edge was sitting, and all he said is, he says, here's the microphone, go do prayer. Oh, that's all he did. He said, here, here's the microphone, go do prayer. I told him I'm not even dressed, I'm not even changed. I was wearing pants and a shirt, and he's like, here you go. He didn't give up, and all of a sudden, since then, uh, we've been doing what we're doing. We're trying to take the city for Jesus. We started out, we're having competition with another church. I said, we impacted them so much that they, we, we do a little feed, we do food, we feed the people, and all of a sudden, the other church is doing the same. I told him there's enough sinners for all of us. Let's do this. Let's take it. Let's do this. See, Peter was messed up. Peter might have been in a backsitting condition at this point. I look at Peter as my own life, my own experiences, because Peter was an example for me, what, what he went through. Because how many of us question God sometimes? Why are we going through this? Why do we have to face these things? Well, we got to go. Some of us, we face these things, but it's the love of God that is mercy. Sometimes God chastises the ones he loves. 
All he's just trying to do is improve us. And all he's just trying to do is to edify us. One day he'll uplift you and exalt you. He says he puts us on the eagle's wing and amounts. He's the one that puts us up on high. He's the one that changes it. He's the one that puts a joy in our hearts. We have joy in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to understand who we serve. Come on, our hearts need it. The Bible says that no one knows the heart but God. Then the Bible also said the, the heart is wicked and deceitful in all ways. Ooh, come on, my heart is wicked and deceitful, it says. Oh, Lord, no, I know it's not. I said Jesus in my heart. I said, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Wash me of my But your precious blood changed me. Today, I know I'm a sinner, but I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. It was you that renewed me. I check my heart now. Daily, I repent. Daily, I ask for forgiveness. Daily, even I repent. Daily, I have to repent. I check my heart. My heart sometimes gets a little weird sometimes. Come on, I'm telling you the truth. I, I, I want to help you. There's a reason why the church exists. It's a reason why we have church every Thursday. There's a reason why we have church on Sunday. I wish we had church more, more than that because we need church. We need more of God. If you're in the home, you're in the right place. You got to stick it out. Don't give it up. Just keep going because you're in the right place. You're in the home. Stick it out because it's worth it. I died in the home for seven and a half years. I stuck it out. I, I hanged on and I kept going and I'm still going. I'm still fighting. I'm still loving Christ. I still want more of Christ. I ain't know he's not done and know he's going to do a lot more with us. The Lord blessed us with a little baby boy. Little baby precious little boy, man. He had to go to check out his heart the other day. I pastor Ed, you pray for him, man. Everything we got a, a diagnosis. They said he had hypertension. He had to deal with this valve. They had to go through surgery. All these things, different things. Out of my pastor, and they pray for him. All of a sudden, we went there. They checked him out. Put him to sleep. They checked him out. Found nothing. They said the medicine. He don't worry. His Christmas present. He has the medicine. He don't have to take it anymore. We don't have to see you until March. See, my heart had to get back on prayer. Prayer was change, changes things. See, I realized where my heart is. Where's your heart at? Where's your treasure at? The Bible says wherever your treasure at, that's where your heart is. I learned a lot of different things while being in the home. Again, didn't know how to read. Didn't know how to write. But I never let anything stop me to, to knowing God and seeking the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, like the Matthew said. And, and, and every, everything will be added into my life. Matthew 6, 33 has a favorite scripture of mine. I love that scripture. I keep that scripture dear to my heart. When I first heard it, though, I thought I was going to be rich. Yes, everything would be added into my life. That's not what he was talking about. He had to add kindness to my life. I didn't know how to smile. I didn't know how to do nothing. I didn't know how to be happy. I was a, I was a mean Christian. Come on. Some of you can testify for that. Some of you got to check my heart. I love God, but whoo, there were some issues in my life. Still working on it. They ain't done yet. Come on. Hang around me. You'll find my flaws. I'll tell you the truth, man. The truth will set me free. I'm just trying to get delivered right now. That's it. I love Jesus. I love what he's doing in my life. I love what he's doing in your life. I love coming to the house of God to see what God is doing in everyone's lives. 
I love that when we have conference. I love how the experience. See, but I see when, like Peter, what he developed, he developed something and he began to, to question what God was doing. The plans that what God was trying to do, God was trying to tell them that he was going to go through. But he said, if anyone, 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 it, that means every one of you, desire, if anyone you want it, any of you uh, just want to do it, anyone, is anyone, one of your family, see, look, this is how God does things. I've been saved for 12 years. My grandmother's just passed away. I had to do a funeral. And I preached to my family and I told my family that she went to a better place. Because I know, because I led her to the Lord and I felt the presence of God come upon her life. And I told my family, and, I, and probably heard it over and over, but I told them the only way they're going to see her again, that they need to start getting their lives changed, and they need to go to church, and they probably hear that over and over. And finally, 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 I had five family members start going to church. My sister, my brother, two other cousins, they started going to church. Faithfully, they've been going to church. They've been going to church for about a month now. They even showed up where I'm at having church and they had seen what we're doing. So they're, 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 God is doing something. See, I, I, God will do it. It's not my timing, but it's God's timing. It's the preparation. Sometimes we, we, lose, we lose patience. The Bible says to have patience for that, that God's perfect, perfect, not my perfect timing, but let God's perfect will be done in my life. But sometimes it's that patience, that, that preparation, that, that waiting. Come on, or when is it going to happen? We're, in that, we're that microwave generation. Let's throw in the microwave. We've got a gourmet meal. Come on, I, I, right? The other one I have, the other point I have is we must force our heart. We must force our heart. Because our heart... The way it beats, see, my heart beats, I have a heart murmur, it beats weird, it pauses. But the way our heart beats, what is your heart beating after? Does your heart beat towards Jesus? Jesus calls his disciples to come after him. He says, if we are really in love with him, and he is the center of love of our hearts, there be a desire to be where he is we need the same hunger to follow the lord that dwells within the heart like david did in psalms 42 1 david had he was a man that was known he was known like pastor Reggie said these men were known as, as, as like not as their names but they were known as as what their issues it was heavy when he was saying this. It was their issues that they were named. And David was known a man after God's own heart. I was like, I want to be like that. A man that was known after God's own heart. I 
need to force myself to pray. I need to force myself to, to get a hold of God. It's not that God's, oh Lord, God, sometimes I gotta force myself to get away out of the four walls. I gotta force myself. My heart gots to be forced sometimes. The blood flow to push through my heart needs to be forced. My heart pumps the blood flow all the way through my body. It has to be forced. But once my heart stops pumping, the blood stops flowing. I have a double pump and a pause that happens in my heart. God still uses that. I'm still alive. I'm still doing the will of God. But I got to force myself to even do different things. They said I have neuropathic nerve damage. That I'm not supposed to be really walking. I have damage. I have a sciatic nerve. I have back problems. I have this problem. I have every problem. I have so many problems. How many of you got problems? I got all those problems too, just like you. But I got Jesus that solves my problems. I remember that Jesus has got to my back. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. How many of you, uh, we all say this, uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. You've got to force yourself. I used to, Pastor Reggie used to tell me, smile, Emmanuel, you've got to smile. Because I'm going to turn you upside down, shake you a couple of times. You got to smile. I had to force myself. My heart has to be forced to love people. I, had to be, I didn't know how to love people. I had to force myself to even like someone. I had to force myself to be a friend, to be a brother. I had to force myself to love my own family for all the things they've done wrong to me. I had to force myself to do those things, to forgive. I had to force myself to be a forgiving person, to let go. I had to force myself. I had to force myself and say, I got to let it go. I had to force myself to come to the altar and pray and get a hold of God and cry out to God force myself and say, you know more, I don't want it no more. I'm leaving it here at the altar and I'm going home without it. I had to force myself. My heart, man, it would trouble me a lot. But I had to force myself to let it go. We need to do that and force ourselves. Say, I'm going to let it go. I'm done with it. Y'all still, I'm done. I'm dropping it here. I'm gone with it, man. I don't want this anymore. I serve God. He said he could take it away. If I cast all my cares upon me, he will give me rest. He will give me a Cast my burdens. Give it him. Take it on. Sometimes we'll take it back. I've got to leave it alone. Peter, he, the world does have nothing to offer me. The world can give me and soothe me. No medication can heal me. No medication can uh, take care of my disease. Nothing but only Jesus can heal these issues that I have. Only Jesus can heal the pain and the, and the sorrows that I'm in. And only Jesus can get deep inside. Only Jesus can do a manifestation inside of me. Only Jesus can repair it. Only Jesus, not the medication. Only Jesus is my sovereign. But I, sometimes I forget, and I got to steer myself up and force myself to, to do it. Have you ever been like that? 
Jesus called his disciples to come after him. He said, follow me. For the disciples of Jesus, this is a call to follow him, meant to forsake everything else. You got to let go and let God. How many want to let go and let God? I mean, how many really let go and let God? To experience the real, how many want need to be real? We need the realness. We don't need the watered-down doctrine. We don't need no change things. We need the real stuff. I need the real Jesus. I don't need no, uh, no fake Jesus. I need real Jesus. I need real deliverance. I need real healing. I need the real man. I need the real stuff. I don't need no gold. So nothing. I tried A-A-N-A-A-A, whatever you want to call it. I tried every little thing. It didn't work. I just tried Jesus, and all of a sudden it changed me. I need the real stuff. I, I need the real fix. No dope can ever fix me. I need the real stuff. I need real. I'm tired of fake stuff. I'm tired of fake things. I need real stuff. I need real people. I need real people to stand up. I need real people to fight with me. I need real people to, to do the will of God. I need some real people to, to take this land and, and do more for God. We also, we must follow our hearts. You say, well, that contradicts everything. Talking about a heart for Jesus. Jesus began to speak to your hearts. See, Jesus, it's not my heart that I I, I long for, but I long for Jesus' heart. I long for Jesus. And the more that I seek out Jesus, the more I find him. But then the more I find out that I have issues. It's real. It's real. I find out more. I have more problems. Are my problems seem more real? I don't know. But it's, see, Jesus is just trying to tell me these are my issues, and the devil's trying to tell me that something different. See, Jesus is not trying to condemn me. Jesus is trying to heal me, but the devil's trying to what? Condemn me. The devil's trying to destroy me, but Jesus is trying to uplift me, trying to tell me this is what I'm going to get rid of, but the devil's telling me hey, this is what you have. The devil wants to put a spotlight on me and say, look, at, this is what's wrong with you, and if I listen to everything the devil said, I'll never be here. If I listen to everything the devil said, I would not be here today. The devil will put a car in front of you, traffic will do everything. He'll put an accident in front of you, do whatever he can to stop you from doing the things of God. He'll put your children in front of you. He'll put everything in front of you to stop doing the will of God. I had to put God before anything. I had to put my house. I said, for me and my household, we, have, we serve the Lord. And anyone don't want to serve the Lord, you got to go. I had to do that to one of my sons. Now he's on this, out there. But I believe the Bible says if I give up anything for his sake, he's going to bring him back 100 times full. It gets so, it's so real that you really have to stick your guns and stick and hold on to what the word of God says. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians to stand. It said, therefore, stand again. It says to stand with, uh, with, with the trials and everything that comes your way. The book of James says, count it all joy through every trials and tribulation. He said, they're going to be coming. Everything's coming. But stand and, and uh, uh, the trials, let them come. But count them what? Joy. Joy. How many of you got joy right now? How many are excited right now? Don't be lying. You didn't have joy when you walked in here. I want you to leave with joy. 
I want you to leave your problems here. I want you to leave your problems. Leave your, your trouble. Leave them, man. They, they don't, you don't need them. Give them to God. Say, God, here you go. God, you said I can empty myself and I can pour myself out to you. I, I give you my heart and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to be obedient to your word. I'm going to be obedient to your calling. I'm going to be obedient to your purpose. I'm going to be a follower of Christ. I'm not follow anything else. See, a Christian, the real meaning of Christian, back then they had to, uh, instead of offending people, it, used to, it meant Christ one. So I think I'm going to start calling myself Christ one instead of calling myself a Christian. Because everybody wants to call themselves a Christian. I don't want to be put in a category. I don't want to be like everyone else. I know I'm not like everyone else. I'm different. I'm short. Got little legs. I'm glad the Pope is not as tall as me. It's short enough just for me. Pastor Edge's Pope is a little taller than me. Sometimes I got a tippy toe to look over. I want to make you laugh because, you know, because I know God's going to begin to touch your life right now. If you work on these things, I'm telling you, your life will change. If you begin to, to refocus some of the things that you've been going through and the trouble that you have and, and, and don't think them, like you're like the only one. The Bible says, don't think it's strange when you're going through something. Like you're the only one. You're not the only one. Where I'm at, there's a homeless couple been there for 10 years. 10 years sleeping in a tent. They haven't left. And finally, finally, one month they left. They have money. They just, nobody wants to give them a place to live. Because they come to, they're all homeless. They're, they don't got no clothes. Or they, I mean, they, I mean they, they probably, they don't. You know, you know, they smile, and you know, it's not their fault. And, and but they go to, they go to trying to go look, get a place, and, and they won't, nobody will let them in because they, they don't want. And I, and I feel sad because it hurts my heart to see that. And so finally, they, they, they got to sell themselves, and I encouraged, and they got themselves a, a, a hotel. So they were staying in a hotel. They finally took a shower. They were finally cleaning themselves up, and finally brought, gave them a little hope, a little sense of hope again. And now, just a couple weeks ago, they, they finally found out, and we were praying. I was praying with them, and they finally found out that, that somebody was willing to rent to them. They're like, man. Ever since we started showing up and being at your services, they were across the street listening to our worship music. They were across the street listening, and all of a sudden they came to join us because of the worship. And they began; their, it got, their hearts got touched. And when they got touched, they got something changed. Something triggered in them. And that guy, the guy, the couple, one of them, the guy, he runs that park right there. That's his park, he says. He said he owns it. In the politics world system they have. He's been on gangland. He's on the thing. His name is Opie. He controls the park. He's like, I want to get out of this. I'm done. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. He says, you gave me hope. You gave me love. He says, you're not coming out here preaching. You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to this. He says, you're just preaching to me love. You're just giving you. You came and touched my heart. See, something 
triggered inside of me. My heart began to change. My pastor's been telling me a long time ago, man, that you got to change something in your heart, man. And, it, and sometimes it took me, it took me a while. And he said something not too long ago, what he said, and it, it triggered something inside of me and, it, and made me really think. And, and I had to examine my heart. And he says he examines himself all the time. So I started to do that. And as I examined him, and I found out those are the things that I needed to do. I needed to check these things in my heart. Because I lost sight of what God was doing as we stand up. you don't know Jesus, man. Jesus is so real because in 2003, I said, Jesus, if you're really real and you're the God that everyone says that you are, that you changed me, I have not been the same since. But even if you've gone astray, maybe you're struggling, maybe that you're, 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 you're having a hard time. Maybe you're on the verge and you just want to quit. Maybe you said, man, I'm, I'm Maybe you say, I, I, I want more of God. I just need to, I need help. I need to do this. I need help. I want more. I want to serve God with all my heart. I want to give Him everything, but I just don't know how to get there. Well, I'm going to give you the, the answer for this. There's, there's, I have the answer right now. I tell the people, there's silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, His name is Jesus, and, and the Jesus that I serve is powerful. One touch is all you need. It's not my touch, but it's his touch. And if you want to be touched by God, you need to come up and receive Christ and be touched by Christ. Come up so you can get get touched and prayed for. The Bible says for you to bring your issues to the, the altar so they can get prayed for. Come. Come and receive. Come to get blessed. filled with the Holy Spirit. Come, if you're lacking anything, this is your time, your opportunity. Hallelujah, hallelujah.